This is Sarah Weymouth, and welcome to my podcast, where we talk about everything for you to live your best life. And we have a little fun too, from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Lime Podcast. Hey guys, okay, I'm so excited about this week's episode topic, and it is all about the fact that perception is reality. This is something that I learned fairly early on, and it has stuck with me throughout the years. I definitely feel like once you grasp this concept, you can use it in different parts of your life, in different chapters of your life, and it really can make such a difference in how you perceive things, how you see the world, how you function, how you move through career, business, marketing, um, even relationships, your own goals, everything I think kind of ties back into this statement. And let me back up and tell you guys where this all started. So I was at technically like my first job out of college. My first job was actually, I was an insurance broker, believe it or not, for commercial insurance. And that only lasted about eight months. So this was my job after that. So I kind of just consider it like my first job out of college, even though it wasn't. And it was a copier company. Um, Back then, it was very like competitive. We sold hardware, software, um, software solutions, IT um, services, all of that kind of stuff. And it was outside sales. I had a territory. We had an office, the whole nine yards. And I was 22 when I started this job. I graduated um, college at 21. I was really young. So I entered this job at 22, very green, very naive, but I was just kind of like hit the ground running. I worked hard. I gave the best customer service and I sold a lot. I can definitely tell you that. But I was also really smart. So I would go into the office in the morning, be there for meetings or just show my face, basically. I would go see clients throughout the day. And then instead of going back to the office, I would just go to the gym or I would go home or I would meet up with friends. So basically, my route to go back to the office, I'd be passing my home. So it was just silly. Like time-wise, it made no sense. I was very logical from even a young age. So my boss pulls me into his office one day. Um, We're talking about things. I'm doing really well, really strong sales numbers. And I'm like so proud of myself, like pat myself on the back kind of moment. And he says, hey, you know, I want you to know that upper management feels like you're not working that much. Like you could be working more. 
And this is what happens with outside sales. They don't really know what you're doing because you're out in the field, you're meeting with clients, sometimes you work from home, sometimes you're in the office and they're not there. Like it's just kind of all over the place, especially back then before everyone did actually work remote. And I'm sitting in my, I'll never forget this moment. I was sitting in my boss's office when he said this to me and I said, but it's not true. Like, obviously I'm working because look at my numbers. I'm killing it. And I kind of laughed at what he was saying to me. And he says, well, perception is reality. Their perception, upper management, is that you're not working much. And I've never been stopped in my tracks faster than that moment. Because again, my young, naive, innocent little self was like, well, it's not true. So like, who cares? But we all know that if that's upper management's thoughts on me, it's not a good thing. It paints a bad picture. And even if I'm doing really well in my numbers, it's not a good look. So that was where I learned about this in the first place. And it was a very powerful lesson in the fact that the world is not fair and the world is not based a thousand percent on facts. That things like perception matter. And once I was able to grasp that, it helped me a lot in sales. It helped me in marketing. It helped me in customer support. It helped me in really my day-to-day life with dealing with people, (laughs) dating. I mean, everything. I mean, I feel like once he taught me this, that that was it. Like I I feel like I kind of became unstoppable as cocky as that may or may not sound. Um and I I've always thought like, oh, if I see, ever see him again, I'm definitely going to be like, "Hey, you taught me this one thing that like stuck with me." But I our paths have not crossed in a long time. So, that's where it all started, and I really kind of took it with me. You know, I remember when I started my business, I definitely was like, hey, we're a new business. Of course, you have to announce yourself and get the ball rolling on social media and trying to get the word out and word of mouth. But I was very cautious to never try to show how much I didn't know. So I remember when somebody came to me, one of our vendors, and said, okay, I'm going to send you a line sheet. And I didn't know what a line sheet was. And for those that aren't in retail or don't have a brand, line sheet is basically, it's typically by collection. So they might say, okay, this is our Christmas line sheet. It's going to have all of their holiday products on it. It's going to have images typically description of what it is, pricing, and then also quantities of cases. So let's say I wanted to get a Santa plate. Um, The line sheet might say, okay, you have to get uh, cases by six plates. So I'd have to get six plates. If I wanted more than six, I'd have to get another six, another case, which is another six plates. So, and sometimes they don't do it that way. Sometimes they do. It just depends. But me being new to Lemon and new to the business and new to owning a retail store, I had no idea what that line sheet was. But 
I knew that perception was reality. So when this person said, I'm going to send you a line sheet, I said, okay, great. Thank you so much. I got off the phone with them. The first thing I did was Google what's a line sheet. And then once they sent the email, I, of course, opened the attachment, looked at what their line sheet looked like. And from there, when I spoke to other brands and other companies, I was able to say, hey, can you send me a line sheet? And I had the proper verbiage to showcase me as someone that knew what they were doing, a business owner that understood the business, understood the industry, um, someone that could be trusted, especially at the beginning of Lemon. You know, no one knew who I was. No one knew who the store was. No one knew the brand. We didn't have a lot of Instagram followers. We were brand new. So for these brands to agree to work with me and to let me carry their brands in my store was a huge win in and of itself. Now, you know, it's five plus years later, we have a lot of notoriety and awards and we're, you know, people are now asking us to carry their brands. So it's a very different ballpark today than what it was then. But I knew that I had to kind of fake it till you make it, right? I mean, I, I, didn't know what I was doing in a lot of ways. I remember, um, I well, probably I got my first return. I had to figure it out. Got my first online order. I had to figure out how to ship the order. Um, someone ordered the first gift card. I had to figure out how to issue a gift card. Like every step of the way was like, okay, we got to figure it out. I don't know how to do it. The whole system is new to me. The whole, everything. But I never, ever let the customer or the world know that I didn't know what I was doing and that I probably had little panic attacks throughout the process, you know? It was trial and error. It was figure it out as I go, but I never put that out into the world. On social media, on our website, in person at our store, it was always very professional, put together, fun, you know, good customer service, we, you know, we never wanted to put our stress as the business onto our customers. And I really, truly believe still to this day that a big part of the success of Lemon in not only being successful, but, but winning the awards, being featured in the magazines, everything that we did accomplish and continue to accomplish is because I was able to put the perception that we're the best out. I mean, from year one, I was like, we're the best gift shop. Like we are going to be the best gift shop. I am going to bring you the best products. And none of that was a lie in the sense that I really was bringing high quality, non-toxic, organic, um, fun, good products to the table day after day after day and building on top of that to make this business But I was faking it in the sense that no one knew who we were. I wanted to be the best gift shop and no one knew who we were. So I was like, well, we're we're the best gift shop. So if you don't know who we are, that's on you. You know, that's what I kept putting out. And it worked. It, you know, it got to a place where I didn't have to fake it anymore. And I think the reason that this is so important is that if I started the business and I had the talk track or the attitude of like, we're new, we're small, we don't know what we're doing, 
at what point do you turn that around, right? Like at what point do you then say, okay, we have it figured out now, right? Is it like one month? Is it six months? Is it one year? Like at some, you know, that's the issue. It's the same thing with like starting a new job or going for an interview. You have to put your best foot forward and kind of just act like you know what you're doing. When they say, you know, do you know how to do X, Y, Z? Your answer is yes. And then if you don't know how to do it, you figure it out before your first day, you know? Like, at least that's my my two cents, especially if you're in corporate, you guys. Just, it's not rocket science. Just say, yeah, I could do it. I can do everything you want and I will figure it out if I don't know and I'm going to hit the ground running and I am hungry. And then when you get into your first day, you figure it out. You don't ever let on to your bosses, to your um, coworkers, that you're super clueless and scared. I remember my last corporate job was at a software company, and I don't. I still to this day don't know how I got the job, <laughs> but it was very technical for me, and I'm not. I wasn't that technical of a person. And I remember my first day being like, oh my God, I am so over my head. I, I probably shouldn't have even got this job. What am I going to do? And you know what I did? One, I tried to figure it out on my own, of course. But two, I would pull the, the techs or the engineers and I would say, teach me. I know that I don't have to do to your level of expertise and technical knowledge, but I have to be technical enough that I can be on these demonstrations and sell this product. So teach me everything. I mean, they taught me um, what an active directory was. I didn't even know what that was, you know? So it's, it's okay to just put your best foot forward and kind of, you know, like a peacock, like puff yourself up and be like, I'm here, I'm amazing. And then you're going to figure it out. If you have to ask for help, you ask for help. If you have to get extra help, you get extra help. If you have to study like you're a student again, then you study. But don't put the perception out that you're clueless or, you know, this is above your head or you don't know what you're doing. That's where people self-sabotage. Um, I also remember a really good example which is during COVID, everything went shut down, closed down both of my stores. I had two locations at the time. And we were very, very lucky because we had already established a website. We had every single piece of inventory on our website. And as soon as the shutdowns happened, I told everyone on, on Instagram, I said, well, our, our stores are closed, but you can shop online. No problem. And uh, other stores like us didn't have that set up. So it was, that was, that was actually, you know, side note, very heartbreaking for me as a business owner to see my fellow business owners around me struggle so much because they didn't have a website up and running with all of their inventory on the site ready to go. It took them, some of them months to make a website. You know, that's a lot of inventory to go through and input onto a site. Um, so that was really hard. But we were really lucky that we had already established um, a web presence and we did have the website. So I directed people to it and we were doing, at that time, it was right when the shutdowns happened and we went right into Easter baskets and Easter gifts and a lot of the spring items had come in 
And what I would do, I was a one-woman show. All 15, whatever employees it was, went to shelter in place. Remember that whole thing? And I was a one-woman show with two stores running back and forth, fulfilling orders. And I was smart enough to take a take pictures. Oh, look at this cute gift basket going out. Look at this baby gift. Look at this Easter basket. Look at this cute order. Look at this bowl. Look at this. And I was just showing everything. And it worked because the more I showed, the more people shopped. Part of it was everyone was home and bored. <laughs> so, um, you know, to be honest, the shutdowns didn't really affect us as much as it affected some other people. We were really lucky, but we also were really smart. The marketing that we did and again, the perception that we put out carried us through the hard times. And, you know, people want to shop where other people are shopping. People want to get cute gift sets where other gift sets are being made. It's kind of like wanting to go out to eat. It's like, well, where's everyone else eating? You know, um, you never want to like I have a couple episodes ago, I gave a pizza joint example. You would never want to go to a pizza place that's like empty and no one wants to go to it and they're struggling and they're posting on Instagram, you know, come eat here. Like we're so slow. We need the business. Why would you want to go eat there? It's such a bad, you know, um, vibe to put out to everyone, right? It's like, well, why are you not doing good? Like, is your food bad? Is your service bad? Like, did you have cockroaches? Like what? what's the deal? It puts a lot of doubt in people's minds. Even if it's nothing, you just had a slow month, but you don't ever put that out onto your customers, you know, like that's not a good look. And I think that's where a lot of people make a big mistake when it comes to marketing and branding in general. So we were in the middle of COVID and I saw one of my friends and she said, you know, you might want to tone it down on social media and act like your business isn't doing well because you're making it look like you're doing really well. And I was very taken back by the comment because I was like, well, I'm not lying. Like, it's honest. These are real orders. These are real gift sets. This is our clients are supporting our small business through this horrific time. And why in a million years, let's say my business wasn't doing well. Let's say we didn't have a website. Why would I put it out into the world on social that my business is doing bad? I would never do that. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, I don't even know how to put this into words, but people want to shop where other people are shopping. People want to eat where other people are eating. People want to go to concerts that other people are going to. We are, we all kind of flock together and do things. It's just how human nature works. Um, Think about like the farmer's market. You go to the farmer's market, you want to grab a few things, but the hustle and bustle, the crowds, the energy of the farmer's market, that's that's what gets you to buy more, right? You see people with their cute farmer's market bags and it's filled with goodies, or you see someone with, you know, a big armful of fresh flowers or someone's grabbing some fresh bread. It gets you excited. You're like, yeah, I need the organic bath bombs, you know, like, and then you're getting all this stuff that you didn't even plan on getting. 
because of the energy of everyone else's excitement, right? The farmer's market is only once a week and it's only for a couple of hours and everyone comes and there's food trucks and sometimes there's live music and, you know, it's a vibe. It's no different in anything else that we do, you know? So I just remember when she said that, my first thought was that perception is reality. The perception is that Lemon is doing well. Lemon is doing well, but even if Lemon wasn't doing well in the midst of COVID, I would have pretended like we were. I would never want like a a sympathy order, you know, like, oh, poor us, we're drowning, come buy something. Like, no, that is such a bad look. And people remember those feelings, you know. If you put that out there, a year, two years down the line, they're not going to forget it. It doesn't just go away. Even if it is, they're not even trying to actively remember that. You know, it's like a subconscious type thing. So, you know, I mean, marketing, this is really important if you're in marketing, if you run your own business, if you want to have your own brand. Um, Let's say you're a real estate agent and you want to be marketing yourself and your services and your team. You know, it kind of goes all over the place. Um, Influencers, all of that. But if you can understand this concept, you can understand marketing on the a level that actually works. You know, I mean, there's different types of marketing out there. Some of it works, some of it doesn't work, in my opinion. I think some of it is completely unrelevant, depending on your industry and your target market, which that's like a whole topic in and of itself. But all of that aside, you know, this, what you put out is what is going to work or not work, right? This is why influencers do well when they do try-ons or when they take pictures or when they do videos and they're in a beautiful setting or they are in a beautiful closet with a beautiful mirror and their hair looks good and their nails look good and they're in good shape and, you know, they might be showing you a really cool t-shirt, but they're also wearing really cool jeans with it. And they're also wearing perfect jewelry with it, right? It's all of it ties together and it gives you a feeling, you know? It's like you're not buying the shirt. You're buying the whole lifestyle, you know? And that's true marketing. And that's why this perception you're putting out matters. You know, let's say I give a shirt from Lemon to an influencer to wear, take pictures for us. Well, I'm doing it because they do a good job of taking a really good photo with everything I just said. If I gave that exact same shirt to, you know, let's say I did it and it's like, what if I was like in a messy apartment and I had no makeup on and I was wearing like black leggings that had dog hair all over it or you know what I mean? Like just picture like, look, like not good. And what in that is going to make you want to buy the shirt? Like nothing, right? It's like, even if it's a great shirt and you really want the shirt, it's almost like a turnoff, right? It's almost like a really good guy. And then they start talking and you're like, I can't have a conversation with this person. Like I'm out of here, you know? It's like that. But the exact same shirt, we put it in Mykonos 
on the beach with a beautiful background and a beautiful person wearing it and a cute baby in her arms. And all of a sudden we sell out of the shirt, you know? So that's smart marketing. That's the perception you want to attach to your brand. And it works. I've seen people build businesses from nothing just because they use influencers and influencers can give this perception of it being a really cool brand, even if it's like super basic, for example, you know? So that's kind of like, I hope these examples and these little tidbits can kind of help you grasp the the power of what this statement really is. At the end of the day, it's really similar to manifesting, right? It's like what you put out, you get back, right? It's very much like we said earlier, the fake it till you make it. You know, I often hear women say, oh, like, I don't want to wear my leggings every day, but it's just so comfortable. I want to have more of a style and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, just start doing it. Start putting out the perception that you're super stylish, right? Stop wearing the leggings. So, but just make it like a, um, like a, a challenge for yourself, right? Don't wear leggings or sweatpants for seven days. Get dressed every single day for seven days. Wear jeans, wear shorts, wear a dress, whatever, but just get out of like your slump, right? And even if you're not going to go anywhere, let's say you're just going to like be in your house. That's fine. Get, get dressed. Just get dressed. Just do it. Just fake it till you make it. And then maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll find your style. You know, our style also can change a lot throughout the years. So maybe after you get dressed and put on jewelry and put on normal clothes every day for seven days, maybe then you go, you know, I'm really feeling this style, like this this particular look I'm digging right now, I'm going to go for it. Or I'm really loving the chunky jewelry look. Or I really love these graphic tees with my ripped up jeans. This is totally my vibe right now you figure it out. You fake it till you make it. You manifest what you want. You put that perception out into the world and then it comes back to you. I put out the perception that I have a successful business and I have a successful business now. You know, I put out a perception that I want to have the best gift shop and year after year we got voted best gift shop. You know, it's like you you create your life and I think a lot of times we give that power away where we think that life happens to us when in reality we make life happen. And if we can kind of grasp that concept and not let go of it, it's life-changing, guys. I mean, I can sit here and give you a million examples of it that have worked small or large for me or for people around me that I've seen. And when we kind of give that power away, then we live in that place of, oh, life is unfair. Life happens to me and, you know, complaining and all of that. You want to be happy? Put on a funny movie and laugh for an hour. You know, you want to get out of a slump? wake up and go for a run and meet a friend for a cup of coffee and, you know, be able to vent and get some of your feelings out. You want to de-stress? Then book yourself a massage and take a nap. I mean, I think a lot of times we 
we make things bigger than they are. Just because you had a bad moment or had a bad day doesn't mean it needs to dictate everything now. And if you want to be something that maybe you're not right now, it's not impossible to grasp. And step one, I would say, is to put out the perception that that's what you are. So I really hope that this was helpful. I truly believe that if you can grasp this concept, it will change your life. There are still there are moments still where me and my husband will look at each other when something happens and we go, perception is reality. Like literally like that, you know? And it could be something small. It could be something our kids are doing in public or it could be whatever. And we'll be like, oh yeah, perception is reality. And it's like, it clicks for us. Um, so I hope that after this episode that there are some aha moments and some moments in your life where you come back to this and you go, yep, that's that's what she meant or that's exactly what it means and that's how I can utilize it. Um, yeah, so that's this episode. Um, I really hope that it's helpful. I'm going to start getting guests on here. I promise it's been so busy at the store which is amazing. I want it to be busy, obviously, um, but it has kind of took away from me ramping up this podcast a little bit. Um, You know, I wanted to go a little bit faster than maybe I am, but I hope that these solo episodes are super helpful. And then once we mix in the episodes with guests, we're really going to be rocking and rolling. So I can't wait. Our first guest is going to be amazing and I cannot wait to share with you guys. So have a good day and just enjoy the small moments. You've got this.